Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I'm going to be talking to you all about relying on God's strength. So recently I've been reminded from the Lord on the importance of relying on His strength versus striving in my own strength. My husband and I, we were reading a book about this man, you know, un- unfortunately he you know, didn't stay faithful in his marriage. But a part of the reason in the book that it was describing was because for most of the time, you know, he was going to church, he was doing the right things, he was praying, you know, being faithful at the time. Um, but there came to a point where he got tired of it all and he just wanted to backslide and, and go his own way. And in that moment, you know, the book, the author was writing how that man realized that he, this whole time, he was doing the right things, but doing it in his own strength. And when I read that, you know, like the Lord was also personally reminding me in my own life to not do things in my own strength. Because, you know, many times, even when we are a believer, we can easily rely on what we know about God, right? Like, I know I have to be thankful. I know that, you know, God is this and God is that. And I know I have to do this and I know I have to do that. And so we start doing the right things, but out of our own strength. But that's not gonna sustain us. You know, like we were meant to rely and, and live off of God's strength. And that's why, you know, Jesus even says in John 15, abide in me, right? Apart from me, you can do nothing. We need to learn to abide in Jesus and not to rely on our own strength. And so today I wanna to talk about what it looks like to rely on God's strength. But first I wanna go through a scripture that God really spoke to me on just the importance of relying on God and His strength. In Isaiah 40, so I'm going to read here verses 29 to 30. It says here, He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And so I love how verse 29 starts off with how God gives power to the weak and might or strength to those who have no strength. So that's so important to know that when we are weak, we can go to God, right? We can come to Him and ask Him in faith. And, and the next the next verse is, is key here. Like, how do we receive His strength? It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings like eagles. And so that's the key. If we want to receive God's strength, the key is to wait upon Him, to wait on Him with expectancy that He'll come. So that word wait, some translations say hope, but those who hope on the Lord, it means to wait with expectation. And I don't believe it just means to, you know, wait on the promises that God has with expectation. But I also believe that it means that as we're waiting on God in our alone times, that we believe He's going to come through. That we believe He will lead us to the right scriptures that we need. That we believe that the Holy Spirit will open up the Word so that we get revelation that strengthens us supernaturally. Right? This is what it means to wait on God. And we cannot experience His strength unless we wait upon Him. That's the only way. You know, when we read about Jesus, even Himself, 
who set the example for us on how we should be living, Jesus often went to lonely places to pray. And I'm sure many times when Jesus was praying, he was waiting on God. He was waiting for God to strengthen him. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he was with the Lord praying and it says that the angels of God strengthen Jesus. So we have the ability to gain God's strength where we can have the energy to do what our flesh cannot do and we can manage the things that we need to manage, right? Like I've shared in the past before, there's been seasons where I've been so busy, especially being in ministry school, running a ministry, doing the business, being a wife and a mom. Like a lot of times when I do it in my own strength, I end up breaking down and I'm not capable of doing it. But when I wait on God and when I do things with God and I spend time with Him and I look to Him and I allow the Holy Spirit to carry me, there, there makes such a difference where now I can run and not be weary, right? Like what this verse says, I can walk and not be faint. Like I can do the things that I need to do without feeling so worn out. Now there may be times where you're tired physically and you need to rest. But what I mean by worn out is like you just feel like you can't do it anymore, right? It's, it's making you depressed, it's making you stressed, all these things like that's not how Jesus wanted us to live. And in Isaiah 40 verses 31, where it says they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Eagles are known for soaring above the storms. And how, what, how they do that is they allow the winds, the currents to carry them. And so when it says here that those who wait on the Lord shall mount up like wings like eagles, that means that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to carry us on, right? Instead of like flying on our own strength, let the Holy Spirit strengthen us and carry us through our day-to-day living, right? Like let the Holy Spirit lead us as we give thanks. Let the Holy Spirit lead us as we pray, as we spend time with God, as we worship. You know, there are principal things that Jesus did himself and the Bible tells us to do, but we are to do it now with the Holy Spirit. There's such a difference because apart from the Holy Spirit, it's religion. We're just doing it to do it. And that's why Jesus says, it is good that I leave. He says this in John, so that you may receive the Holy Spirit. So we, we now have been given the Spirit of God to live in us, to guide us, to help us. That is the grace, right? Like we no longer like live under the law, but under grace. There's, there's, there's a grace to do the law. And so it's so important that we rely on the Holy Spirit and not our own, our own strength. Like this is again why Jesus gave us His Spirit to empower us, to give us the grace to live a holy life, to be pleasing unto Him. You know, um, I've, I've been, the Lord's been speaking to me on Philippians 4, on just choosing to meditate on things that are praiseworthy, things that are pure, things that are true. And I've been learning to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me into what to give thanks for, how to praise. You know, I did an activity recently, personally, in my ministry school, and I, I did it too with the girls in our Bible study, where you just take four minutes and you just write down like all the things about God, you know, not using eyes or me's, but just everything about the Lord. And God was really showing me that as we do this with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead us to see Jesus in a way that we need to see him in the moment. Because there are times where, you know, like when you wear glasses, it can get foggy. There are times where, when our vision can be foggy, but that's where we then wait on God. And we ask the Holy Spirit to clear our vision and to show us Jesus and how we need it, to remind us of scriptures of the things that we need to remember. John 14, 26 is one of my favorite verses and it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And so the word advocate here means helper. So Jesus himself says, the Holy Spirit, your helper, he will teach you all things. He will remind you of what you need to be reminded of. And so when you're feeling discouraged, that's the time where we need to be in stillness and hear what the Lord is saying. And I want to remind you again in Matthew 7, 7, God says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. You know, we want to ask God to come through, but then we want to seek Him. And seeking Him looks like waiting on God, right? Like getting into the scriptures, being in stillness, waiting on the Lord to speak to us, to lead us, the Holy Spirit, to guide us to what we need to read for the day. And so now I want to just talk about what are ways that we can do to, to lean on God's strength, to lean on the Holy Spirit. And so I love what Jesus says in John 5, 19. He says, very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. And so I love this, that Jesus is so open to God. He's so open to what God is wanting to do and where, is, where God is leading. And you know, I, I wanna share this because personally, I had to repent of this to the Lord, but there was a time where I hardened my heart from the Lord and I just wanted to do things my own way. I didn't bother to pray about it. I didn't even honestly want to hear God on certain subjects, areas in my life. And this has happened not just recently, but many times in my life, you know, especially when the time when I was single, I remember I didn't want to hear what God had to say about my boyfriend, right? I didn't want to hear what God had to say about my relationship status. Um, you know, and, and every season it can look differently like that, you know, and, you know, recently it's just been about finances and trusting God with his timing, even though we really want a home. And I was just in a place where I don't want to hear God. I just want to do what I want to do. But, you know, I had to repent of that because God knows what's best for us. And if we harden our heart, he's not going to speak. He's not going to force his way in. But we don't want to live like that. We don't, we don't want to live not caring what God has to say. We want to live as Jesus did. Because to rely on God's strength also means to rely on his guidance, on his wisdom. You know, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. And taking upon the yoke of Jesus, I've shared this in the previous videos and podcasts, but taking upon the yoke of Jesus means that we're doing life with him. You know, back then oxen were yoked together to carry the burden of farming and all those things that the, the cattle had to do. And so now we're called to be yoked upon Jesus, with Jesus. So we need to lean on him. You know, like, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? There has been times where, you know, even with our ministry, those that follow us on social media, like I pray, you know, there are times where like, I've already planned what we're gonna post, but then I just don't feel the peace of God on it. You know, and that's what we need to practice doing is like following where the Holy Spirit is leading. And if we miss it, we miss it. But like God sees our heart, he sees, and, and the Lord is, is rather pleased if he sees that we did it out of faith to obey him rather than just doing it our own way. Another thing that's important, like I mentioned before, is praying you know and praying doesn't just mean we say words to god but prayer is communion with god it's, it's fellowship we get to speak to god we get to wait on him you know jesus says that he is our husband he is our, our maker and when you when he says husband you know like for those that are married you know that marriage is all about fellowship it's not like one way it's not just like one spouse telling you what to do and you know like there's there's communication there's um interaction there's intimacy and so when we're praying, it's not just about us telling God things or us speaking, but it's us listening to God. 
you know, and we can respond to God, we can tell Him things, but we also need to listen to Him. And in that listening and Him guiding and counseling us, we find strength. There truly is strength as we listen to God. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And I know this means, you know, kind words from people, but this also can mean the word of God or just words that God speaks to you. You know, the Lord can speak to you as well. Of course, God speaks, number one, through his word, the Bible, but he also speaks, you know, like he could say something personal to you that obviously will align with the word of God. But when we hear sweet things from the Lord, that brings us strength, that brings us nourishment. And so I want to encourage you to pursue a relationship with Jesus. Take time to listen. You know, of course, we have that times in the mornings and the evenings where we have, you know, a, a certain length of time with the Lord, but even throughout the day, open up your ears. You know, I, I, I pray this every day, Lord, help me to be more sensitive to your voice. You know, let us live every day being sensitive to Him. You know, even recently with my husband, the Lord, I, I'm so glad I, I heard from the Lord because I ended up sharing something to Him that really encouraged Him. You know, but if I didn't open myself up to God and just like close myself, I would have prevented an opportunity for God to encourage, you know, to use me to encourage my husband. So we want to live open, you know, for those that are parents, that are moms, that are dads. Be open to God because God will show you things and what your kids need. God will convict you. The Holy Spirit will convict you so that you can be a better parent. Like all these things are so beautiful and it's us leaning on the Spirit's strength to do what we need to do. Giving thanks, worship. You know, Ephesians 5.19 says, Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. I was recently reading in the Old Testament where David, you know, he called upon the worshipers to minister unto God. At the time, the Ark of the Covenant was where the presence of God was held. And they were called to minister to the presence of God. But I was just reminded that we can minister to God's heart. Like not only does God minister to us, but we get to minister to Him. We get to, be, you know, bring a pleasing aroma to God. And as we do that, we also find strength. You know, He inhabits the praises of His people. Like He comes in, He strengthens us. So worship, take time to worship. There have been times where like I didn't worship and then at night I finally did. And I'm like, wow, I feel the Lord. I feel good. I feel strength. I feel grace. And it's like, I, I tell myself, wow, I should have done this earlier or throughout the day. And I've heard, you know, a lot of my leaders, they play worship all day. And it makes sense, you know, like that, that again is remind, helping us to position our hearts to behold Jesus. Because as we behold Him, by faith we receive strength. By faith we receive the grace, you know, the empowerment to do what we need to do. You know, when we read about the martyrs like Stephen in the Bible who died, and many others, you know, even outside that is written and document, documented in the Bible, there's been times where it's written, you know, when they were martyred, they would be singing, you know, and when you think about that, like that's not something you can do in the flesh when you're in pain. But these people were able to do that because they beheld Jesus, they worshiped him and God gave them strength to endure such, you know, such a harsh thing like that. And so if God can give grace to those that are going through persecution, God can give grace for you. God can give you strength, even in the most mundane task, even when you feel tired and you have three hours of sleep. Not saying that you should continue to do that, but you know, on certain days where you just don't have enough strength in your flesh, God can come through. His grace is enough. Paul talks about it a lot. When you read the, the chapters where Paul writes, he talks about how his grace, you know, sufficient. I mean, there's even a verse where, you know, God says, you know, my grace is sufficient in your weakness. And it's so true. His grace truly empowers us. 
So lastly, I want to end with Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Another way to rely on God's strength is trusting God. When we don't trust God and we hold on to fear, that's actually us relying on our own strength. And so we need to do what Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in God. As you trust in God, you will find that you will be filled with strength and hope and faith. There has been times where like God has asked us to do things where it just seems impossible. You know, recently our, our pastors were talking about it in, in our service, like God will call you to do things that you can't do so that you depend on him. But trusting God is a way where we get to rely on His strength and to be able to receive the faith to do what we need to do. And I love verse 6. It says, In all your ways submit to God, and He will make your path straight. I want to challenge you all to pray, even after listening to this. God, what areas in my life have I not submitted to you? What are some things that I need to submit to you? Because as we submit to God, He makes our way straight. He leads us to where he wants us to go to the blessed that He has for us, the plans that He has for us. You know, Psalm 139 says that the days of our lives have all been ordained in, in His book. God knows the plans that He has for us, and He knows ultimately what we will do. But let's all submit to God, right, and let the Holy Spirit carry us so that we can live to our full potential that God made us for, so that we can experience His joy, His fullness, and also be a blessing to those around us. So I pray that you know, through this message, it would only create a hunger in you to open your heart and your ears and your eyes to look at Jesus, to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading and to rely on God's strength. So I want to pray for you all. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for every single person that's listening. God, I pray, Lord, that you would show them areas in their lives, God, where they've been numb to you, God, where they've closed the door from hearing from you. But I pray right now, Lord, that they would submit their lives to you that they would choose to let go of their own agendas, let go of their own ways and come humbly before you. I feel like some of you have hardened your heart. You've gone away from God. But the Lord now is calling you back and He's so merciful. God is able to do what was meant for our harm, for our good and His glory, if we would submit to Him, if we would repent and turn away from sin. So God, I just pray right now for those that are listening, Lord, those that have hardened their hearts, that they would soften their hearts to receive you. And God, for those that are living rightly with you, Lord, I pray, God, that you would give them grace even more, God, to wait on you, to listen to you. Would you increase their you to see you speaking? God, I pray for all of us, Lord, that you would increase a, a greater fear of you, God, a greater rever reverence and awe of you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for all that you've done. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for us so that we can have fellowship with you. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And let us live every single day beholding you and the cross, loving you well, loving others well, meditating on things that are praiseworthy, which are you, God. So I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you've been blessed with this message. And if you've been blessed with this ministry, I want to encourage you also to give. You know, we are currently starting again our fundraising, you know, to raise up 30K for next year for us to continue to do what we do with helping others all over the world find God real in everyday life. And so we wanna invite people like you to sow a seed to those that are listening all around the world, to sow a seed to the next generation. We reach a lot of millennials and Gen Z 
to help them to find God, to be hungry for God and to pursue Him. And so we need your help and you get to be a part of what we're doing. You know, whether you give one time or you give monthly, but you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. God bless you all and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. There are estimated around 2 billion millennials in the world and around 2.5 billion Gen Z in the world. In the U.S. alone, there are more than 100 million millennials and Gen Z that don't believe in Jesus. Can you imagine how many unbelievers there are in the whole world? And there is an increasing number of Christian millennials and Gen Z who are leaving the faith. The rate of Christians becoming non-Christians continues to increase. And if we follow this trajectory, it is estimated that in 2070, only 35% of the population in the U.S. alone will be Christians. Many are leaving the faith because people are not seeing Jesus rightly and finding God real in their lives. Our mission at Living Revelations is to help others find God real in everyday life through blogs, podcasts, media, online Bible studies, and conferences. More than ever does this generation need a revelation of Jesus. And those who are currently believers need to be instructed with the Word of God and reminded to obey God in their daily lives to see Him real. We are committed to planting seeds of God's Word in the hearts of the next generation throughout the world. Here are some of the seeds we've planted around the world. Hi everyone, my name is Clara. My name is Ariana. Hi, I'm Renella. I'm Ellen from South Korea. I just want to give a shout out to Gabby and Michael. I am so appreciative of everything they've done. Gabby uh, was really there for me, really listened to me, and uh, she prayed for me. And honestly, it's exactly what I needed. I was struggling a bit with my relationship with God and trying to stay connected to Him. And I think I underestimated how important community was. It has tremendously blessed my life. I have met with other women from other walks of life, which has kept me encouraged and strengthened. I get to know the Word of God for myself, follow Jesus wholeheartedly. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I absolutely love their podcast episodes and I am in the process of reading her book, Single But in a Relationship with God, Gabrielle openly shares her imperfections and vulnerabilities, which deeply moved me. I was greatly inspired by her courage, and most importantly, through her story, I felt a strong sense of God's love and grace. And from the first night alone, I felt impacted. I felt like it was really, it was really a good change that I needed. And also, it helps me to remember that I'm not alone in this journey of becoming closer to Christ. So thank you, Living Revelations. Our podcasts have had over 40,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 30,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We have also seen a great transformation in the girls we discipled through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community for the girls to encourage one another. We have had over 350 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our goal is to see an increase of faithful Jesus lovers among millennials and Gen Z by sowing seeds of God's truth worldwide to help them find God real in their everyday life. The Bible makes it so clear that 
Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Lord says in his word, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. We are looking to raise $30,000 for this coming year to produce study guides for others to study the Bible, to continue producing more media, and to expand online Bible studies and conferences. Will you sow a seed to the next generation? You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com forward slash donations. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.